Hello and welcome to the brand new YouthWork State of Mind podcast. The podcast for anyone and everyone interested or involved with Christian YouthWork. Joining me for each episode uh, is the Diocesan Youth Advisor for Blackburn Diocese, Ben. How you doing, Ben? Not bad, mate. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm excited to start this amazing journey. It's, 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 it's felt like it's been coming for a while. I'm quite nervous now we're here, though. May I say your beard is looking very um, rounded? Rounded, yes. Well, I, bushy, I'm not, bushy I'm not particularly happy with it at the moment, but... You know, um, oh. Yeah. I just have to... You know, you know what you need to do with that? Go on. Do something about it. It's fine. Thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> That's some helpful advice there. <laughs> advice. That's a great way. It sounds like we have a very antagonistic relationship. I love him dearly, I promise. <laughs> Every week, uh, we're going to have some guests on to talk about different aspects of youth ministry and to have a bit of fun along the way. Um, it's not going to be beer talk, don't worry. Um, today, we're, we're discussing student ministry, and we have some fantastic people uh, joining us in our lovely Zoom window at the moment. Um, so why don't you uh, guys introduce yourselves, say your name, what you do and your favorite topping on pizza. Yeah, well, well it's great to be here firstly guys. Uh, my name is Katie. I am the youth and student worker at Vine Life Church Manchester. And um, right, I'm not gonna go a topping controversial. I'm gonna go my favorite pizza. It is a Pizza Express Romana. Cause you know, who's gonna refuse getting extra pizza? American hot, I'm talking green peppers, pepperoni chili oil see you later no other toppings matter bold <laughs> that's out there straight off i'm johnny um i'm a student at liverpool john moore's and i study architecture and um my favorite pizza topping i think purely because everyone just like goes in on it all the time i'm gonna go for like ham and pineapple with it I'll stick with fruit, it. Fruit does not go on pizza, apart from those tomato, that tomato. Oh, hang on. Wait a second. I kind of lose that straight away, don't I? <laughs> ah, straight off. And also what works with pizza as well, like you put mayo on the side and just like dip it in as well, you know, as you go along. That Who are you? That's so controversial. It's garlic butter every time, Johnny. Come on. Garlic mayo works as well, but, but um, you know, any mayo. <laughs> well, any mayo. <laughs> We are starting off this new podcast with some controversy right now. <laughs> Don't know how I'm supposed to follow that. Um, <laughs> my name is Aaron. I'm uh, part of Fusion. Uh, I'm based in London. I'm also a youth worker of a South Asian church called Prayer Garden in East London. Um, and uh, I I love a good Domino's pepperoni stuffed crust with garlic sauce it's got to be garlic mayo is i i'm not sure what's happening there but i love <laughs> pepperoni or double pepperoni Pe pepperoni all day wins can't go wrong yeah i mean if I, if I could go for like the garlic and herb sauce at domino's like permanently i would yeah but, yeah may i note this another gentleman with a good beard is aaron are you happy with your beard or do you need to do something about yours <laughs> It's a good point. I, I managed to get into the barbers last Friday. So I've, I've it just worked out really well. I, I got in just, I know, actually last Thursday. Last Thursday, I got the haircut, got the beard, you know, a bit of shape up and all that stuff. Um, so I'm okay. 
I will not be in about a week or so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> d- d- during the first lockdown, I for what two and a half to nearly three months of like it just went wild. It it looked like I've been living in a cave for for months. So hopefully it doesn't get as bad as that. But I'm okay. I'm happy with it for now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say I have a bit of beard envy. So <laughs> I, th- I think we'll move on. <laughs> So today we're going to kick off with uh, a bit of an icebreaker called So Good, So Bad, a feature where we can share our loves and uh, some of our irks about life as a Christian. Ben, what is So Good, So Bad? So I'm going to start with my bad because I feel I'm a good kind of just kind of negative. But so I've seen this across the board, so I'm not picking on any particular place. But online church, big pet hate for at least two, three months this year has been someone standing on on a stage or in front of a camera and gone isn't it amazing we've got all this extra time we can go out we can stand on mountainside and connect with god and do this all this stuff is great and i'm like you all have like what what's going on in the world like li- literally our lives dave and i was saying this earlier like lockdown here and our lives just got three times busier and we're like, what happened? Like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, yeah. And then someone stands on a screen in multiple, multiple online services I've seen and go, it's amazing. All this time. I'm like, praise the Lord. You can have some of my busyness and I'll take some of your time. <laughs> but, you know, so that was, that's my bad. That's my bad. That was genuinely not aimed at anywhere particular because two of you know where I worship. Um, so... <laughs> um and then it wasn't i've seen that in multiple places my good is my good is do you know what i just like being in a church building with people like that's quite nice i miss that a lot um so yeah that's where i'm they're they're my too good and too bad potentially a bit controversial one of them but um the other one (laughs) we're just not allowed to do from the date where we're recording this at least for a month I'll jump in with my so good. It is something that I have discovered in lockdown and it is a bit of an ironically so good. Worship singers singing in the wrong key. So (laughs) good. If you go and YouTube that and you want a little like warming in your heart, you're like, Lord, the Lord accepts this sacrifice of praise, but it is funny to watch. It is really funny to watch. So, um, because I'm like, worship on on Zoom, online, like it's hard. So like, let's embrace the fact that it's hard to get that right when you're not in the room. So enjoy yourselves, go and YouTube that. And my so bad is from pre-lockdown. I'm an extrovert, but ironically, when the pastor says, turn to the person next to you and says, (laughs) hello, every single time, dread, I'm like sweating in the palm. I'm like, what will I say? What will I say? Oh my gosh. Hi, and it come out. It comes out so bad every single time. So I usually stand next to my husband so that I just have to say hello to him. Terrible, terrible. The new person in your life. Introduce yourself to someone new. Hi, what's your name? <laughs> You've been married for oh, not that long, but no, actually, not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my so bad was probably similar to what Katie just said. I think. <clears throat> um, any like uh, probably pre-lockdown again any um like oh go and say hi to someone or like let's go and welcome 
go and say hi to like three new people and introduce yourself or and and i've been in meetings where they're like you've been asked to go and do something and you're just like getting settled in and you maybe you're in a new building or a new church for the first time you're visiting and everyone's like overly you know and you're just like i'm just trying to process me being here I want some introvert time uh so yeah that isn't really great so i'll probably agree with katie on that one uh probably a good it's something good i've enjoyed in this season in a flock down especially with some of the youth stuff it's like the amount of new icebreakers i've had to learn uh for, so good. For, for small groups or youth groups and stuff that's been an absolute treat uh for zoom zoom meetings for us like small groups or yeah youth stuff on on the week on fridays and stuff the amount of icebreakers has been an absolute treat enjoyed that Aaron, I hate the pressure of uh, when they say, go say hello to someone and the worship band keeps playing. And so you're then, you're shouting as well. And you're like, (laughs) um," and it's like, "Um." I don't know when the worship song is going to come back in. So bye, bye now. Bye, yeah, yeah. That's happened. Wait, too many times. Also, I feel like we should caveat that it's a good thing that people introduce themselves to each other. Oh, yeah, sure. Really. We're not about holy bubbles. For sure. Yeah, just holy saying bubbles. that in there for my pastor. <laughs> it is good, but there's a level that's okay. So when I moved to Wigan and I was looking around churches, I went to this uh, kind of evangelical CV church and they were doing a communion. So before the communion, you have the peace. I don't really like the piece at the best of times because it just forces you to go around and talk to everybody and say hello. And and, and I'm an introvert, don't like it. Um, but then this old lady who I'd never, ever seen before come up to me, big hug, kiss on the cheek. Too far. <laughs> <laughs> Too far. I just had no way of getting out of it because I was right next to a pillar. Oh. So I was, I was trapped in an old lady hug kiss scenario in the piece. And it was... Um, oh. Wow! So yeah. you did. You didn't just. You didn't just push her away, dive over some pews, and scrabble for the door. I don't think that would have been appropriate in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What about you, Johnny? Um, I think we've got a theme with um, so bad. I was just going to go with like small talk, especially in mornings, because I'm just not a morning person at all. And so you just have to sort of like do that awkward, like, "Oh, how have you been?" Like that awkward, like five minute chat. And I'm just no, nah, it's just not for me. Um, and then so so good, um, I guess at uni as well. Um, it's just nice to be around Christians. Like I'm in a house with like six other people who aren't Christians, so it's nice to just, I guess, get away. And you don't meet many others unless it's through church. So I guess it's just nice to have that sort of that connection. If you're not, I guess, working in the Christian world, sometimes it's you forget how how few and far between those interactions are. Sometimes. So we'll come to the part of the podcast now where we are going to have a discussion. Every week it's different, but this week for our first episode of Youth Work State of Mind podcast, we are going to be looking at student ministry. It can be difficult to set up. It can be interesting to be involved with. And hopefully Katie, Johnny and Aaron are going to help us navigate the vastness of student ministry. And hopefully at the end of it, uh, you will feel encouraged and inspired to go and minister to students. So to start off with, what does being a Christian at university look like 
for Generation Z who are currently in the student age range. And how has that changed for them over the last five years? Being Gen Z, I guess for me, it's like looking like the only Christian, maybe in your friendship group, um, going into university every day. And then a lot of people as well, not knowing what that looks like nowadays. So the amount of interesting questions you have, do you have to like wear a suit to go to church? And I'm like, no, no, never wore a suit. That's nice. Um, And all sorts of stuff like that. And also just, I guess, specifically like recently, like an increase in like mental health challenges a lot, especially during lockdown. It really feels like there's been more and more of that and having to like navigate through that. I think that's one of the main things that I guess my generation is dealing with right now, I feel like, at uni. I think a lot of that as well is because there's never been so rapid a development of like technology and social media in someone's childhood as there has been for Gen Z. This generation are people who 10, 11, before they're getting into high school, really formative years, are getting online, being um, exposed to loads of different things. I think this is where the interesting questions about Christianity come from. So much is being recorded, captured, so many different denominations or like sects or versions of Christianity. So um, I think that's a great thing uh, in it, but I think it also leads to this like, so what, what does it actually mean to follow Christ? And that's the question that um, the Generation Z definitely get a lot in university. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? And I think, especially with Gen Z coming into our campuses now, for the, for the Christians, it looks like them being the only ones. Like uh, I was speaking to a, a church leader the other week and he was talking about his time at university and being the one that didn't drink or didn't do anything or didn't have sex or didn't sleep around or whatever. He, he was like the holy one or the one that was like, oh, he's the, he's the holy one that's not doing all this stuff. Where the cu- culture is so shifted where you're almost like now weird for not doing it because culturally it's just become so normal. So for the Christian now, you're up against it in a culture that's like so gone another way or whatever that it's, it's incredibly difficult. And also, I think the opportunity as well with a generation now coming to our universities is there is no preconception, preconception about church. There's no idea. They don't have a baggage with church. They don't have a history of being part of stuff. There is a blank canvas almost about what church is. And also, I think there is a definite curiosity for something more. So I think Generation Z is seeking something. They're constantly in search for a new experience, uh, a new, uh, like an adventure. And I think that's why they look at university the same way. So I think, yeah, for sure, there's some of the stuff that we mentioned, the mental health thing, I think is a massive thing for for Gen Z in campus, uh, an identity thing around, you know, self-worth, how I feel about myself and social media plays a massive narrative into that. But I think the opportunity to be missional, to, to, to share faith is so much higher than any generation before. Because generation, when I was in uni, most of the guys who probably had an experience at church or was hurt by church or didn't, you know, didn't have a good experience at church. The year to almost paint a new picture. Whereas with Generation Z coming in now, they like never been, no idea when it is. We had a story once of a, a student we met, uh, um, is it probably a year ago, on, on Freshers' Fair. And we were like, we'd love for you to come to church. He's like, it's a six o'clock. And he's like, what day is it? Uh, he just didn't think the Sunday was a day where you went to church. You know what I mean? Like, that's the level in which, like, that's the level of like, no experience of church that Generation Z is in now, which I think is, provides us with a massive opportunity. I think there's also a, an invitation for Gen Z 
to live really openly and authentically. I think this is the Generation Z feels like the generation that is sniffing out fake news and inauthenticity and performance. And like you can't get away in your halls with living the Sunday lifestyle of, yeah, I'm a Christian on Sunday, but Monday to Saturday, that doesn't mean anything. Whereas I think previously, culturally, you could get away with that. And nowadays, people are like, hey, I, I'm, I'm not going to be offended by your faith, but I need you to believe what you believe. And that's when people really come up against stuff is when they're like, hey, you say you believe this, but I don't see you treating this person the way that your faith asks you to treat people. Um, and so it, it feels like the bar has been raised for living openly um, as you were called to, which I, I think is challenging, but really exciting, <laughs> really exciting. I heard something really interesting. It's interesting what Aaron says around um, like people not knowing and that blank canvas. I think there's, missionally, I think that's a massive thing. Uh, a fusion colleague of Aaron's a few years back said that there was a, what they were seeing was, and that the, the, there was a kind of a, a trend within um, universities at the time, particularly with Freshers' Week, that, where people go, like actually students with, Christian students were able to go, hey, he wants to come, come to church with me. And people were like, yeah, why not? Like I've tried Old Frisbee. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried a cappella. Like I'll try church. Like, like I'm, I'm open to that. And, and I think there's something within that that is, as you say, there's that, there's a seeker aspect, but there's also that openness to like, actually like what I'll give something a go. Um, and I guess that's quite different from, from kind of different times. At the time of uh, recording this, we have just entered a second period of lockdown. Students have gone back to university and are now locked down in university. It creates a very interesting dynamic. And I just wondered what the impact of this is having on your student ministry and on I'm ministering to students and what it might look like after when, when finally this situation is, is over and maybe more under control. Does this change anything? to how we approach student ministry? I think across the country, not, not specifically just for students, I think Christians all across the country have had to wake up to taking responsibility for their faith. I think the removal of a gathering of physical space for church and other people filling that space in your life has really shaken up um, everyone's lives and everyone's faith and everyone's foundations to be like, how much of what you do and what you believe is based on a shared community rather than the belief that Jesus Christ is the saviour who died, rose again three days later so that I could have eternal life. And so I think that for students, I personally have never had a group of students more hungry because they know I have to take responsibility for my faith. This is not I can stumble into a church and you know be swept along and I'll probably find one properly in January. This is I'm alone. I'm isolated, especially in Manchester. We had a huge amount of students locked down in accommodation. I don't know anyone and I'm stuck in this room because my flatmates aren't doing what I want to do, which is drinking or going out or partying. And I need to take responsibility for how I do that. And I just, I mean, I don't want to shout out on Aaron's thing too much, but Student Link Up has been absolutely instrumental in that, like to empower students to actually take finding a church seriously and putting the tools in their hands to do that has been like so vital in the season. And it, I, I've seen so many students come to us through that. Yeah. I mean, it just, just to give that a massive shout out as well. <laughs> like, but that was, that was good before lockdown. Yeah. But it's kind of coming to its own 
in the sense that actually it's it's because particularly with the app with the with website as, aspect like that just allows you to connect without even having to step foot in a door or make that step of step mm-hmm. door and so and i and that, that was great in the first place it's just added a whole other dimension to this even the chat function so the fact that you can have met someone and then it's like hey are you in lockdown are, are you isolated can i bring stuff to you can i drop something off can i write you a note um, it just makes it so much easier to connect without you intimidating them. Being like, give me your number, which I mean, I'd still do. I'm not going to lie. I still do. It, but <laughs> it's really nice to have that, um, that platform. And you'd have to do it right at the beginning of church when your pastor says, hey, find someone new. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you must be a student. Can I have your number? I'm a student worker. We'd love to stay in touch with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, and I, I think what well, Kate said so true. We're seeing... The impact of that, I guess, with students being locked down is that we've, they've lost that community aspect. I think that they are hungry for that. Uh, students uh, don't have a freshers or uni experience like they normally would. They're not, they're not able to connect with people, make friends. Some of them are uh, studying remotely, so aren't, don't have physical teaching or lectures together. Uh, so they've been deprived of any sense of belonging or community, So which has increased their hunger to seek out churches or seek out a place where they can belong and connect and i think we've seen churches in the season just be really creative and just on it we've we've got like as fusion we just have the joy and the privilege of just hearing stories from across the uk of what churches are doing and churches are like prayer walking campuses and i think that's something we're encouraging people to do now like delivering like food packages or shopping and doing shopping for for the holds of residents church in newcastle were, were when the entire block was uh, block which um, holds the residence was in lockdown this church just delivered food packages for every single shoot and i'm like this is the opportunity because a, a, a whole generation of students who are coming to university now especially in the season as we are recording covid don't experience community or don't can't don't have that experience of university where they can go and meet out hang out make new friends which is a massive part of university experience so that hunger to be committed, that hunger to actually, I've got to be intentional about my faith. I've got to be on it about being disciplined, having a rhythm, wanting to be intentional. And I think we we found a stat in the middle of lockdown of the amount of engagement with churches increased, that, that students or young people reaching or wanting to connect with local churches increased. We, in my church in, in London, we, we were gathering for the past probably month and a half or a bit, physically, socially distanced in church. We had three international students walk in through our doors uh, who are new to the country, who are, we are a South Asian church. We, we have two services in English and, and Malayalam in our language. And so that for the fact that they were in this country, they've just started their masters, haven't, didn't see anyone else been locked up. The fact that they could find a church and come in, you saw the relief on their faces to be part of a community. And I think that's what we're seeing now in this time, this hunger for, to be a part of something, whether you're a Christian, you want to be like, I think, like it said, it's, it's put the emphasis on you to take ownership of my faith and my discipleship with God. Like no one's going to like, the ch- we're not in church and the worship team is singing and it feels amazing. And you know, we can feel God. No, no, no. I'm in my room. I've got to pick up, I've got to have my rhythm and devotion and all that stuff. And for those who are seeking, it's gone. Actually, here's an opportunity for me to try church, for me to be part of a community, whether that's a midweek zoom, small group, a student small group or whatever that looks like. The, the, the willingness to be part of something now is higher. I think in terms of, um, just to bring it to a, a northern context, we have been in various versions of lockdown. I think we probably had one month in which we were out of 
lockdown for a while. And even then, I mean, there was a period of time over the summer where where I live in Stockport was out of lockdown, but the centre of Manchester, where loads of students were, was in lockdown. So it's this really bizarre uh, changing of mindset, which has mean has meant that we've had to be um, really light-handed with the way we plan things in terms of how to engage with students. And I feel like I, I started doing student work last year and I had a whole annual planner that had event after event after event and who was going to lead what and what we needed and budgets. And this year I came to it, hands open, on my knees in front of Jesus, like, you better tell me week to week what we are doing because I do not know. <laughs> And um, I want to really encourage anyone that's listening that feels like that's what it's been like, that that's okay, that that's absolutely fine and they have not missed the mark if they are living hand to mouth at the moment because I actually feel like that is exactly where God wants us in this season is listening to him and responding to him with what um, is going on in our environment rather than planning stuff and just delivering it without responding. Um, And so for us in tier three, that's looked like when we were allowed six people outside, we did walking tours of the city, come get to know Manchester, come meet some students. When that went down, we were only allowed one-on-ones. I'm now like, grab every one-on-one you can. If you can meet like someone back to back to back, one-on-one, get takeaway coffee and walk around in the rain, you should do it because being able to be face-to-face with each other, hopefully two metres apart or at least side to side, um, is going to have such a profound impact this time around lockdown 2.0. It, it brings that kind of presence over program that, like you know, which is so easy to fall into. Student youth work, we can go, hey, we've got this great program. Great program. It's going to be amazing. Come along. We're going to do this. Actually, no, it becomes presence. Presence is so much more important. It's so much more powerful. It's so much more impactful in people's lives. And and it's, and it's I think, this, as you say, this, this season has forced us to go, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the important bit. That's the thing. It's life on life, not like hey, come and involve us in your life or let this be part of your life. It's like, no, this is how we do it. So we've talked a lot about what it's like currently for students. Just want to take us to a, like a different mindset. There are young people who are in like year 10, year 11, year 12, year 13, who are looking forward to university and having university placed on their minds whether that be through exams, uh, their teachers, guidance counsellors or anything like that, they're looking towards the future and what they want, the, what direction they want to go in in their life. That could be a difficult time for a, a young person to be thinking about those things in the future. So what would you advise to to churches and to youth workers who are kind of sending young people into university and preparing them to, to make that step? what would you advise them to best kind of support them in that transition? What would be most helpful uh, for those young people to be prepared for life at uni? Yeah. So I think preparation for university is going to be key um, now more than ever. I think we as Fusion are, I've always been big on equipping churches to, to invest in and, and send young people well to, to university. And that becomes more evident and apparent and much needed now in this current climate and preparation university is, is a kind of sessions or the workout has four sessions of, of just getting young people to think through what is, what does my life in university look like? What is the culture of university? What is the opportunities that university provide for me? And also what is the legacy of my time in uni going to be? So getting young people before they even go to think of university, not just as a time when they go and they, 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to consume all of this as a student to think actually me being a Christian on campus is actually needed. I have opportunities to share faith, opportunity to live life well, but also I get to leave a legacy. I get to leave a legacy of my time in wherever city I go to. So I think that's those, though, that training for youth workers, especially for, for students or young people who are going off to uni becomes more needed now. And we have a, a box of resources that we would love to get on the hands of every young person because it just helps them get prepped in terms of devotion, practical sessions, uh, which I think becomes key now. I think it was the last Jesus Culture Conference where Alan Scott, who's now in the States, was in Northern Ireland, um, great hybrid accent, um, was just sharing about like this and, and saying exactly what, and just echoing what Aaron's been saying in the sense of saying like, we, we often approach university or even like sending young people into life as going, I hope their faith survives this. Uh, I hear all these people who are there nodding away. We hope their faith survives this. Instead, actually, like as, as youth workers, we need to approach it and go, like, we hope they're like, we want to see what their university looks like after they've spent three years there. Like, what's the impact they're going to make with their faith, with their relationship with God, with the, the energy and the, the calling he's put on their life? How's that going to shape their university and how's that going to change it? And if we go with that mentality, not like, and it, ah, it, as, a, as a youth advisor, as a youth worker, the retention argument of like, how do we retain these young people and they have some semblance of faith at the end of this makes me slightly sick because it's not that. It's about this is their faith. This is how they live this out. This is deep rooted faith that is theirs. And I think therefore the emphasis on church is to allow them to explore faith, to know, ask those big questions and not be scared that they might walk away, but come back or they might go in a kind of weird angle and then come like, We've got to get the discipleship stuff right, that it's, this, is, this is their faith. How do you go there with Jesus and how does that make a splash in that place? You have three years to make your mark. Are you making it just for fun or is this for Jesus? And that's, that's huge, isn't it? Johnny, what would you say were the things that really helps land you there? Because I know you did a gap year as well, which you might want to share a bit about. Um, yeah, I think... The main thing that I guess Ben Ben said that like I guess I reiterate is um, just exploration um, because at, at sixteen to now to then eighteen to now it's like the difference in what you know about God and what you think you know like just before you step off to uni and then what you step into uni experiencing and all sorts of stuff like that is two completely different worlds um, and I guess it's just um, that understanding of knowing that god's got students more than anything um i think that's what um at least in my experience it's like it's almost stepping in knowing i had a gap year where i was so close to god to then step off and go straight into university it was almost like um for a few months stepping into it going um why am i not where i was during the gap year almost but understanding that that's okay in a way um and to like the journey of stepping along in relationship with God isn't always just like a straight line up where it gets better and better and better, but understanding there's like little bumps in, in between um, and just knowing that as a student, it's okay to fall short, but also you to be able to then come out the other side and know that God still loves you, God cares for you, there's grace, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's, just, it's just really good. Yeah. Was there anything that when you got to university that you'd wish you'd known about beforehand? Fullness of grace, I'd say. 
it's very easy in brushes and stepping through university to sometimes fall short and then as a student sometimes just go into ruts of feeling like to then go to a church building after like a night out or something it's like a weird concept almost but to understand that like god still cares god still loves you god understands is i'd say that's probably the main thing for me there will be a bunch of church leaders and youth workers um, and uh, youth leaders who are listening to this that maybe would like to start student ministry or have already started student ministry and they're not quite sure kind of where to go with it. Are there any resources that you guys know of, uh, have experienced that would help youth workers, young people, church leaders to help navigate that transition into university and for people who are at university to kind of help them and support them with their faith journey. I definitely want to shout out Campus Awakening here. They're a really awesome group up in the north. And um, they have produced two publications so far. A third one is on the way that just has loads of helpful articles on living life as a Christian on campus. Um, It's also really helpful that it is super aesthetically pleasing. I'm talking, leave it out on your coffee table and someone's going to pick it up and be like, oh, this looks really edgy and cool. And wow, what is this? And the next thing you know, they're reading a devotional on Psalm 139. So um, massive shout out to them. I would say check them out on Instagram at Campus UK. They are free publications. All you have to pay for is delivery, which is an absolute shout. And you could get one for each of your freshers, students, uh, and, and whatnot. The other thing that Campus have got, and you don't want to say it because your face is in it, is the video series that is that is kind of, do you want to, do you want to say a little bit more about that? Because I've, I've seen it, but like, what was the, what's the heart behind it? It's just a film series unpacking sort of five key topics in um, landing at university. So like finding family, calling, authenticity, um, and they are little short uh, six minute, seven minute videos that are um, filmed really beautifully, really creatively. I can't say that because I am in two of them, but they they're basically a jumping off point for you to show to young people and then begin a conversation about what does that look like in your life? Are you, what are you worried about with that? How can we pray for you in that? Um, and those are also all available for free. want to echo some of that. I think what campus do is amazing. Uh, I guess for us as Fusion, we want to just be able to get alongside local churches in whatever capacity that looks like. I guess in this season, if you're looking to start student work, you're like, well, what does that look like? We are working on a resource and a training that's going to be launched in this season on starting student work from scratch, which is, again, all of this is available for free. We'd love to get in touch with us and would love to be able to serve you in that way. Or if you're like, I've already got a student ministry. What is, how do we carry this on and serve students in our cities in the middle of lockdown? We do small group training, which I think the whole world has gone into some kind of small group. The way we live has become a small group. Uh, that we're, we're doing training on and that's some of that content is going to be available online as well on how to do small groups in this season how can we still maintain communities online that is missional spaces where we can invite friends to if you're a youth worker again like i said before the prep for uni box uh, i think is key that training is available would love to come and do that online if that is in this case all of this is free of cost the box i guess is a, is a tenor for for young people but the training and stuff for us to come and serve you, all of that stuff is is available. Fusion team are spread all over the UK. So wherever you are, there is not a fusion team not far from you guys uh, who would be more than happy to chat and, and see how best they can serve. 
if you're a church leader and you want to start something and you want to connect with students and serve students, get on student link up because they will, that will naturally mean they connect with you. That is, that is like, there's a two way street with that. You need to be on it for students to find you. So get registered on it. Um, but Johnny, was there stuff that helped you sell at uni? Were there like, were there things that people kind of had put in your hand? Was there, was there something that just helped? I think the community thing more than anything, it was trying out churches and meeting people and then settling and I guess meeting other students that knew the city and know what you're going through if you're stepping out as a first year student in a new city and that sort of thing. And then it was just filling that community. So small groups from there and like stepping into once you step into a church, most likely they'll have something for you to connect in deeper, connect with the wider church. And there's older students as well that I guess want to step alongside you as well as the student workers and that sort of thing and, and want to connect and want to like help build community around church. That's what's helped me and still is more than anything. It's just that community aspect of knowing that you have a church behind you that loves and cares for you and that sort of thing. Okay, so now we've come to the part of the podcast that will happen every single week. It's our regular feature called Theology in 60 Seconds. This is where we challenge our guests to explain some sort of theological concept or a a term of Christianese, because us Christians like to use particular words all the time and not explain what they mean. So we thought we'd provide a public service here by um, explaining some of the things that we talk about uh, for those who may not know about them. So this week we are going to explain grace. When I say we, our lovely uh, volunteers, uh, guests are going to explain what grace is in 60 seconds. Now we've decided to come up with an order. So Katie is going to go first. How do you feel about doing this, being the first to go? Do you know what? My Apple Watch is saying my heart rate is elevated and I should be concerned. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, the joys of technology. No pressure. No pressure. Holy Spirit, nope. flow through me. That's all I'm going to say. The holiest preparation response. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, to help you uh, keep the time, I have very helpfully providing it, uh, provided a ticking so timer helpful. sound effect uh, just to ramp up the pressure. Um, and then at the end, Ben is going to decide who wins. Wow. I love how I suddenly got the pressure of that. Yeah. Both of us. Anyway. Okay. If you say so. Right. Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three two, one, go. So grace is a gift from God that we can't achieve, win, earn, deserve for being a good Christian or whatever that means. It's a free gift given to all who believe in Jesus. And that, that grace that we have is that Jesus died on the cross to take all of the sin and shame and mistakes we make, rose again to defeat it. The grace comforts me when I mess up, but it means I take responsibility for what I did and I change the way I spoke, acted, said something. It's not an excuse for a pity party but one, it's responsibility to change. Well, this is awkward. <laughs> that was only about 30 seconds. <laughs> I spoke quite quickly as well. So, yeah, you spoke very quickly and you've not filled the time, so we're going down there. Does it have to be bang on 60 seconds? Bang on 60 seconds. It's in oh. 60 seconds, not within 60 seconds. Johnny's like, oh man. Right. Okay. So, Johnny, are you ready? Yeah. 
Excellent. Okay, your time starts in three, two, one, go. And so it's all based around Jesus dying on the cross, dying for our sins, and therefore showing that ultimately he really understands and loves in his fullness. And it is full forgiveness over any mistake that we consistently make. Um, and like he said, it's that understanding that um, the time is really getting. Is that full understanding that um, no matter the mistakes we make, it's not like it's not an excuse to go and do whatever, but it's the full understanding of um, knowing our our um, our shame, but still loving us anyway. And understanding that even though we made the same mistakes, we still care for us and love people. Okay. That was 45 seconds. That was good. So it was longer. I didn't hear anything you said, but it sounded theologically sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. The, t- the timer definitely adds a pressure. Definitely adds a pressure. <laughs> Aaron, do we have you? I'm here. <laughs> You're here. Brilliant. I, oh, I'm getting a phone call from Zoom. Wait, what? One second. No, I'm not. Okay. There we go. <laughs> What no, was that? Start of your grace. I'm just getting a phone call from God. From God. <laughs> grace is a phone call from Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's a t-shirt in the making. That if we have too much, it's there. That's a quote. We're gonna just grab it. I just want ten percent, yeah, for the idea. <laughs> I believe in the waiver you signed beforehand. Um, <laughs> All creative rights came back to us. Sorry, Aaron. Oh, we're hijacking it now. No, no, no. Don't worry. Uh, Aaron, are you ready? Let's go. Three, two, one, go. Grace, as simply said, is unconditional love. Um, grace is when we um, get, we feel and uh, are aware of the love of Jesus, uh, even when we don't deserve it. And we talk about what Jesus did for us on the cross, that he came down, took our sins, what we deserved on himself, and he died in our place, uh, that we would be with him, that we would be part of his eternal family forever. That is simply grace. And grace is the ability for us to be able to walk this earth full of his wisdom and knowledge and to walk righteous with him. Grace also is the hand that picks me up when I fall, uh, it doesn't condemn me. It says I still can and I can still walk with him. So grace, simply put, is unconditional love from, from the Father to us. Wow. That was really <laughs> time. It's catching. <laughs> that it was does feel like I've my nails done. I'm trying to dry them, but sure. <laughs> Good work. Wow, good work. So that was uh, 58 seconds. Oh, yes. Done well on the time in there. So, um, Ben? <laughs> I love how you just gone, gone across to you. Um, I, I'm, there's there's got to be points for time. Yeah. Um, Kate also managed to cram probably 60 seconds worth into 30 seconds because of the speed that she spoke. That's math. <laughs> it's all good um the the one that the the, the line that i loved um that has kind of won it for me is is that aaron used the phrase around that what took what we deserve 
And I think that for me is, is like the crux of grace, isn't it? That actually we get what we don't deserve. Um, so, so I'm for that, for that reason that I kind of loved that line. One, he also hit the time, which was really important. Um, so sorry. It's, I'm just sending this marker for other people. I don't need people in future podcasts coming on and doing 10 seconds and going, but I did it all. No, well won. Well won, Aaron. But, it was, but Aaron, Aaron is our winner today. Most well done, Aaron. Thank so, you. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Battled through the connection issues. <laughs> Pulled off the win. Brilliant. That's all we have time for in this episode. So a big thank you to Ben and our guests, Katie, Johnny and Aaron. You can find out more about them and all of the resources mentioned in today's episode in our show notes, which can be downloaded from the resources area of our website, bdeducation.org.uk. And whilst you're there, you can discover all of the fantastic youth resources that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your device so you can keep up to date with all of our episodes and we'd love to hear what you think of the show. So please do rate and review it in the Apple Store or get in touch with us on Instagram at youthworkstateofmind. That's all for this episode. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the YouthWork State of Mind podcast. It was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was produced by Ben Green and David Harris with music from Purple Planet. You can listen to more of their music at purple-planet.com. Special thanks to Katie Davies, Johnny Hubble and Aaron Neagam for joining us on this episode. For more episodes, show notes and excellent youth work resources, visit our website bdeducation.org.uk and make sure you follow us on Instagram at youthworkstateofmind to be kept up to date with youth work where you are.